This year for Indigenous Round, we'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to Elders past. Eric Sims. So good at field goals, they changed the rules. Greg Inglis. So good at football, Queensland claimed Kempsey as part of South, South, South Queensland. At the other end of the state, JT and his mate Mango tormented their opponents for almost a decade with guile and pace. Cliff Lyons, the magician. Laurie Daly, the heart. Steve Renoff, the elusive. Big Artie, the hero. We pay respect to Elders present. Cody Walker, the ironic combination of a late bloomer and a natural. Latrell Mitchell, how will the Blues go without his impact this year? Josh Adokar, Fox. If he isn't the quickest in the league, it just might be Hamaso Tabuai Fido, the hammer. Andrew Fafita. Aging, yes, but still part of a successful Sharks team after a great career. We pay our respects to elders emerging. And who knows who exactly they'll be. What we know is they will be fast, agile, crafty, and brave, like those that came before them. They will provide highlights for us to enjoy together. They will be the very fabric of rugby league. So today, we pay our respects. Pushes away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson, and I am joined by the full panel tonight, Chris Waring, Kieran Gibson, Daniel Friend, and Miles Stedman. Miles, you went with us last week. How's your how's your last couple of weeks been? Nice and nice and soggy down in New South Wales at the moment. Very soggy and, and very busy, Bo, but I'm uh, very excited to be back in the pod. And I'm very excited that you're hosting Phenomenal Trivia this week. So, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see how that goes. We'll get to that very shortly. Uh, speaking of Phenomenal Trivia, Daniel Friend, Friendy, you are, you were the most recent uh, host of Phenomenal Trivia. You often win it. Are you excited to square off against me for the first time? Yeah, ready to go, Bo. I'm a very competitive person. So, yeah, ready to go. Yeah, me too, but I also suck at things, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Kieran Gibson, a bit of a different flavour up in Queensland at the moment. With a, We've been called uh, Greensland in recent times. Uh, the grass is green and so are the political candidates. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good, just on uh, Greensland. Um, we've got plenty of rain, so we're not quite as green as Ireland yet from it. But I heard uh, someone at work say yesterday, um, we've had more sun this year than Denmark. So I thought that was pretty crazy um and the cowboys train rolls on how good yeah knocking off the storm but still in third place uh not getting ahead of ourselves yet because we have the panthers this week uh and chris Waring, uh the tigers did have a win against the bulldogs i was about to say did not have a win but they did they surprised me <laughs> they, they got the win uh and with jackson hastings being somewhat injured some good signs there yeah absolute rugby league masterclass that game <laughs> 16th, but you know take the wins where they live 
<laughs> um, the only one of us that got a bold was, in fact, me, but I'm not really sure if I want to take it because my bold was literally the third place team will beat the second place team. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Storm. And I wasn't the only person to tip that because, Miles, you tipped that in your tips as well. So I'm not going to take that bold this week. And I have gone much more bold for this week coming up. Let's jump into some wildcard awards. Uh, Miles, it's been a while. So how about you go first? Absolutely. Um, I want to give my wildcard award just to, to Kieran Foran, um, who is playing his 250th game this week and one of his last for the Seagulls. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's easy to sort of remember, well, it's easy to know, to think now that, you know, he probably deserves to get to the milestone. But he's retired uh, a few times, actually. I think once uh, with the Eels and, and maybe again, uh, after the after he played with the Warriors, he sort of, you know, quote unquote, retired for a little bit. But this guy's had a long, long battle to get to 250 games, and he's finally got there. He's an excellent football player. Um, I think he'd be great for the Titans when he goes up there too. Yeah, it will be a bit of an interesting log jam they're going to have with, uh, you know, Sexton, Brimson, Campbell, and Foran. But, you know, that little bit of experience will obviously help them a lot. Kieran, what's your wildcard award this week? I have the the Little Brother is a Family Fan Favourite for a Reason Award, which goes to the Cowboys. Despite the Broncos' impressive run of form, I love the fact the Cowboys are on a, long, a longer winning streak and possibly the more loved team at the moment with their enterprising play and youthful exuberance. And their defence, my goodness. Uh, it's, it's been very easy to be a Cowboys fan at the moment, so I'm, I'm glad you shout them out as well. Chris, what's your, your wildcard award this week? All right, I'm going on the, um, the Jake Granville Award for shittest service from Dummy Half, which goes to, <laughs> <laughs> goes to Brandon Smith. Um, he had a shocker again on the weekend. His service out of Dummy Half was shit out. So I wouldn't go as far as to say, you know, the – Fox League mass-produced about 17 articles about concerns for East. I'm not going to go that far, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, he had a shocking game. <laughs> and I will just leave that uh, little bit of Bruce's hysteria right there. I do agree, though. Uh, moving Harry Grant to halfback uh, may have been a mistake from the master coach on that occasion, but, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. I-, I didn't mind as a Cowboys fan, that's for sure. Friendy, what's your wildcard award this week? Always love a good Simpsons reference, so my wildcard award is the I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face in a big butt award, and it goes to the bunker because they are morons, and they have an ugly face, I assume, after making the stupid decision that they did for Brisbane um, against Newcastle on Thursday night, which is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Um, That has always been an obstruction when... Tamari Martin runs behind Jordan Ricky, who stops in the line and then goes around behind him, passes the ball. They didn't see it that way because they're ugly, stupid morons. Yeah, most most people that I've spoken to uh, seem to agree with you. And you did go semi-viral on Twitter with this particular take. Um, um, how do you feel about the Dane Gagai try where there was separation with the ball? Uh, according to the letter of the law, the correct decision, but yep. still kind of a shit rule? Yeah, the rule sucks, but that's no try in this day and age, and the obstruction is also no try. So I'm fine with the the ruling on the Gagai one because they always rule it that way. The obstruction with Tamari Martin and and Jordan Rickey, that is never ruled that way. That's the first one in years, and you've heard guys, Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler, Cameron Smith, Paul Gallen... The, the list goes on. They all thought it was no try. Just the one bloke in the world that did happened to be the guy that made the decision. 
Yeah, it was, it was an impressive list of dissenters, wasn't it? You know, John Spitler, mm-hmm. Thurston, Smith, Rothfield. They were all um, <laughs> <laughs> very, very against it. My wildcard award this week is the George Tafua Award, which is kind of in, in honour of the fact that he's playing his first game for a couple of years. Uh, he's been named for the Seagulls this week. Uh, the George Tafua Award for Rattlin' Bones, which goes to Joseph Suwali, who picked his moment perfectly and used his impressive frame to rattle Viliami Kikau, which did not stop the Panthers from routing the Roosters. But uh, still an impressive hit for such a young player, and he is growing nicely into that body, and we'll see, I think, many more rattling hits in the future from him. Guys, let's talk about... It's Indigenous round, by the way. Uh, I, I had, in the intro uh, to this episode, a, a bit of a Matt Nabel impersonation, which I'm, I haven't quite got the voice but I think, I think the content's better than his because he's got a shit writer. Anyway, uh, it's Indigenous Round. And, of course, Indigenous players of various Indigenous cultures, not just Australian Indigenous, but also, uh, you know, Polynesian players and, and New Zealand Indigenous players uh, have, have a very, very strong contribution to our game week in, week out. And I thought it'd be an opportune time to talk about our favourite ever Indigenous players. I thought we'd concentrate on the Australian Indigenous footballers for this particular episode. Um, so, Miles, who is your favourite ever Indigenous Australian footballer? Well, look, I, I am a little bit disappointed that you went to me thir- first because um, I am going to have to say it's Jonathan Thurston. Um, <laughs> I know that one of your Cowboys uh, guys is probably wanting to talk on him um, at length. So, look, I, I'll leave it to you guys. But um, sort of, uh, I, I did want to choose uh, a few active players as well, just because Thurston's, uh, of course, retired. Um, and some names I came up with, uh, I really like Wade Graham. Um, I, I know that he kind of, um, he, he, he's, he's a, let's call him a respected player. Um, I don't think anyone thinks that he's, you know, maybe one of the best players in the competition or anything like that, but he's, he's very respected for his leadership and his ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that um, he's he's right now. I'd say he's probably my f- favourite active Indigenous players, um, but one that certainly could um, take that mantle in a few years' time is certainly Tony Staggs. I, I love the way he plays. Um, he's a fantastic player. I, I did moot his move to five eighth uh, a few years ago now, which hasn't I don't think quite come off. But um, I, I think he'll he, he'll certainly um, be a, a very um, consequential player, let's say, in, in rugby league in, in the next few seasons. Does he have the best fend in rugby league at the moment? He might. I, I think, look, uh, it, does he have the strongest fend? Probably not, but combined with his speed, is his fend the most dangerous? I'd say so, yes. I think that's a good call. Uh, and yes, you're, you're quite right. JT will be a, a fan favourite. I will flick to the, the Cowboys fan of the group, Kieran Gibson, apart from myself, of course. Uh, <laughs> I assume that JT is right up there in your estimation, Kieran, but uh, do you have any other favourite Indigenous Australian footballers or would you like to speak to JT at some length? Uh, well, I've actually picked Matt Bowen. It was very hard to pick between JT and Matt Bowen, uh, but I think I just went Bowen probably because I've got a, a similar-ish personality uh, off the field, at least. Uh, I can't play rugby league like him. But um, <laughs> he was the first player uh, I saw, and the reason I fell in with uh, fell in love with rugby league, regularly scored tries from inside his own half um, and was never afraid to chance his arm, and as a result came up with the game winner. And many a times against the Broncos too. Um, oh, yeah. Which is, yeah. <laughs> I can remember multiple times um, from a scrum, just yeah. dummying and going straight through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to say Bowen, but, yeah, JT obviously changed, transformed the Cowboys, transformed the culture, really. 
Um, a bit like, I guess, Townsend right now, some people would say. Um, uh, and just, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I, I, there was never a game I didn't like watching um, when JT was playing. Like, if he was playing, I honestly, I mean, I obviously cared. I wanted us to be a better team. But from 2008 to 2010, I think it was, when we didn't make the finals, I was like, the, the rest of the blows can be as shit as they want as long as JT's there on the team. Um, yeah, uh, the best player to play the game in my eyes. And what about from the current bunch? Do you have any favorites like, like Miles does at the moment? I like Wade Graham a lot. He's kind of his form's tail. Well, he's had injuries, so um, you can't blame that. But he's, uh, I think I said in the chat, uh, Daniel Lang agreed. So that's three of us now that, that really like him. Um, otherwise, I, even as Queenslander, really like Latrell Mitchell. Uh, I think he's, well, especially in uh, Latrell Mitchell in Origin, um, when he's maybe not 2018, but since he's been recalled, he has really switched on. Uh, I, I really hope he gets his hamstrings right because I think he'll be a, a brilliant player for. Well, he will be a brilliant player for years to come, injury pending. Totally agree, Friendy. I know you're a big fan of Latrell, but who is your favourite ever Indigenous Australian footballer? My favourite ever has already been mentioned. The great Jonathan Thurston. Uh, he was yeah awesome to watch in his prime, and I, I loved everything about him. Uh, he was one of those guys that I thought never took the wrong option um, when he was passing. I, I always thought he hit the right guy. So, um, yeah, outstanding, JT. And just an honourable mention to uh, one of the old-school players, uh, Cliffy Lyons. I used to love watching Cliffy play. I think he was very similar to JT. He used to take the right option all the time as well. Cliffy was someone that, like, JT seemed like an effort player, like, always, mm-hmm. always, always on it. Cliffy yep. looked like he could, um, like, like a puppeteer almost. Like, yeah. he, like, play slow, play slow, but think fast. Yeah, scheming across the defensive line. He's a bit more like, um, for our younger listeners, probably Cody Walker is someone Cliffy would play a little bit like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I love watching Cody as well. So, yeah, Indigenous boys, I always think they're just absolute natural footballers. So, yeah. Is Cody the favourite of your bunch, uh, the current bunch, or is it, or is it Latrell? Nah, Latrell. Yeah, I love Latrell. He's big, strong, powerful, and he's got the silky smooth hands, the big bird. He's, he's got it all. He's, yeah, he's a gun. He's an absolute freak. Chris, who's your favourite? All right, so for players now retired, I thought I'd go not so much superstars, but I love a, you know, a good role-playing forward, especially ones who are, tend to be bigger units, but I think they're a halfback in a forward's body, so I went with Dean Witters. Oh, yes. Uh, I used to love watching Dean Witters play. Uh, great hands, real skillful for his size, you know, just never really had a bad game, that perfect 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 player each week. Um, other one I went was Preston Campbell. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I was a bit of a, when I was playing rugby league as a kid, I tend to be, I was on the smaller side, so I took a lot of inspiration from um, Preston Campbell, you know, obviously undersized, Tough as nails, got belted, get back up like it was anything, played, you know, at least 20 kilos above his above his weight grade. So, yeah, those two. When he was playing for the Sharks and then also for the Panthers when they won the comp, he was uh, he was something else, Preston. Uh, a lot of respect for him. And then, of course, the influence he has on the game still to this day as, as an ambassador uh, for Indigenous footballers and, and setting up those Indigenous All-Star games and all that. He, was, he is something else. Do you have a, a favourite from the current bunch? Yeah, so I, I went two as well for this one. Uh, it's a, the first one has obviously been said, Latrell Mitchell, um, especially in origin time, seeing him give Queensland centres an absolute bath in recent years <laughs> has been 
great viewing. Um, it's great to watch. His passion, you know, powerful. You know, when he's on, when he's switched on, he's next to impossible to stop. Uh, next one is Jack Whiten. Oh. Uh, Jack White's one of my favorite players. I usually always defend him when he gets criticized in the group chat, as uh, maybe known. Similar kind of style to Latrell, but, you know, 5A, really big 5A. I think he has a great running game, real tough. I think his toughness is underrated, and I think most weeks he has Canberra on his back. Um, yeah, those two. Great picks, and and thanks for all that, guys. My uh, my personal favorite ever is Matty Bowen, uh, being a Cowboys fan. I have a a nice story about Matty. So, he went to... Uh, Abergarry College up in sort of remote-ish North Queensland. And uh, I had, you know, a good family friend that did some education work there. It's sort of like a boarding school, so a lot of people stay there. And uh, and the Indigenous population is, is quite significant at that college. And Matty Bowen one time, so he's a Cowboys player by this point. I think he had played for Queensland even. Um, and he decided to come back and do like a like a muck around day with some of the the boys that were boarding there. And, and a lot of these young fellas probably have gone and play first grade themselves. There's a lot of very talented footballers out there. And he played a game of touch footy against them. And the the guy that's a family friend of mine just told me that it was just, it was unbelievable watching how talented he was. Like he'd be able to skip past like six pretty good school age footballers like it was nothing, like just absolutely just bang, 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 and he's away and big smile on his face, having a great time with the kids. And I've always loved that story about Matty Bowen. And as for a current, um, someone that's maybe got the same kind of spirit, but maybe a little bit quicker is Hamaso Tabuai Fido. I'd, I'd love to see how he develops in the future. So I've put my eye on him. Uh, guys, I've been in the kitchen this week. I've been baking up some humble pie. And I was wondering I was wondering if anyone would uh, anyone would like a slice this week. If anyone's, you know, had to retract some previous thoughts or anything like that. Uh, Kieran, you might you might have mentioned that you were hungry. Uh, I am. Uh, I have to I have to retract some of the comments I made about Chad Townsend in the off season. Uh, he's probably been a, a tiny bit better than I thought he'd be. I guess he's helped the other 16 Cowboys players to become the superstars we knew they were um, as he plays a more peripheral role. Uh, but in all, serious, in all seriousness, he has far exceeded my expectations. Um, I thought we'd bought a player over the hill and particularly poor on last tackle options. Uh, whilst I think that still needs a little bit of improvement, his discipline um, and, yeah, just his discipline to stick to a game plan and not overplay his hand really complements our team uh, littered with natural talent elsewhere. Uh, I think that's the the most uh, impressive trait that he's brought to our team. He, he just sticks to, to what Peyton says, kick to the corners. Um, he doesn't really take the line on, which I know he's a half and he's our captain, but I actually kind of like it. Um, he leaves that more to Dearden. Dearden's more of the, the running um, half and uh, Townsend kick, so it's working really well. It's working in treat. We're third on the ladder, and yeah, it's, I didn't see us being third on the ladder for a few years, so yeah, I'll happily eat some humble pie to Chad Townsend. Well, here, have a slice of that, and I'll, I'll take a bite of that with you as well, because I was also on the fuck Chad Townsend train until this season. Is anybody else hungry, or are we good to put the pie back in the fridge? Okay, we'll put it back in the fridge. Sorry, sorry, no more pie for anybody else. Back in the fridge. Let's talk about State of Origin, because those teams are being named this uh, this week. So I think New South Wales gets named on Sunday and Queensland on Monday. I could be incorrect about that, but I think it's I think that's correct. And there are some interesting decisions to be made. So let's let's 
let's make those decisions. Let's help Brad Fittler and his selectors, Billy Slater and his selectors make these choices. Now, I'm not asking you who you want to be there. Like, I would obviously pick Shane Tronk to be in the Queensland middles <laughs> if it was up to me, but I realize it's, <laughs> but it's, but it's not going to happen. So we're not picking who we want. We're picking who we think will be picked. And I think we're considering Tom Travojevic is worth mentioning. will be out for the season most likely. And of course we've mentioned Latrell Mitchell. We all love him. Uh, he it will also be out for at least game one for New South Wales. So there are two fresh center positions for New South Wales to pick. Chris Waring, who is Brad Fittler going to pick at left and right center? I think he's going to go Stephen Crichton, and I think the other one will be Campbell Graham. That's interesting. So you don't think Katoni Staggs, with with the Broncos and him being a focal point of attack, you don't think that he'll go in that direction? I think uh, it's very tempting, and I, I get why. I just think from everything we've heard from Brad Fittler and the way that They've gone with the Origin camps. I think Campbell Graham was in the squad last year, mm. and I think I think he's a bit more reliable. Um, you kind of know more what you're going to get with Campbell Graham than Katoni Staggs, where Staggs has like the the ten out of ten game in him, but I would say he also has the three out of ten game in him. Uh, I just think from everything we've known, I think he'll stick with Graham and and Crichton as well. Miles Stedman, what do you say? I'm uh, a little bit um, of the same thinking of wearing. I would I would like to see Crichton and Stags pair up in the um, in the centres, but I think they will go with Crichton. And I've written down Matt Burton. Interesting. So that would keep Crichton on the right and Burton on the left because I think if if we're, well actually Graham can play on the left as well in theory. I've seen him do that before. So you've got options there, um, and Stags would probably be a right centre. Um, friendy. Like, there's a few options there, and I know that you've you've pumped you've plumped for uh, Matt Burton before. Do you think Fitler will go that way, or have you got somebody else in mind? I think he was leaning that way for a while, but just he's a victim of his own team's uh, poor form, I guess. Even though he's been playing okay, but yeah, from what I've read, um, and given that one of these articles was on the Wide World of Sports uh, page. Um, who is the same or under the same umbrella company that Brad Fittler works for, mm-hmm. um, they had a leaked team, apparently, of uh, Stephen Crichton on the left and Katoni Staggs on the right. So I'd be pretty shocked if it wasn't those two. Interesting. Kieran, do you agree with that, that it would be Crichton and Staggs, or do you like the Campbell Graham tip or even the Matt Burton tip? Sorry, I've just got an ambulance going off in the background. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sweet. Um, it's coming to get me after uh, after Kieran's humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say the exact exactly what Friendy said. I think Stags is going to. I was going to say Stags is going to be out Lomax to right center, but I think um, with Lomax's discipline, especially the last couple of weeks, I don't think he's all that much of a chance, despite his obvious talent. Um, and then yeah, I was going to say Crichton on the left. I think he played left center in the 2020 Grand Final, so. Um, that's the way I think uh, Freddie will go. Yeah, so I, I think it'll be Crichton and Stags. Um, I, I tend to lean on 
things like uh, like those lease teams that Friendy's talking about. Talakai was in the mix, and it seems like he's dropped out completely, but he might be a candidate in other positions potentially. And don't forget that they will be naming a squad of about 22 or 23 players, I believe, um, with anyone over the 19th position going back to club land, if not required, just depending on COVID protocols and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, we might still see, you know, like Graham named in the squad or named at centre in Stags in the squad. That could happen. Talakai could be there too. Uh, we'll have to see. Let's talk about the New South Wales back rowers. This is position 11 and 12 because we're pretty sure that Isaiah uh, Yeo, who will be at number 13, uh, because Matt Johns has considered him the best player in the game at the moment. So uh, that's, you know, that's interesting. It's worth carrying some weight. I think it's not, not the worst call. Friendy, who's going to be the edge back rowers for New South Wales? I think Cameron Murray is playing this week, and I think that's for a particular reason, which is being eligible to be picked by Freddie Fittler, who mm-hmm. likes his players to play prior to origin. So I think Cameron Murray will start on the right edge, as he did last year. And then the left is, I don't know, the left is a little bit up for grabs. Um, you've got guys like Tarek Sims, Angus Crichton, who are probably not playing that well, but have been pretty good for New South Wales over the years. Um, Tyson Frizzell's another option although he plays on the other side generally. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure, but I think they'll end up on Liam Martin with that Panthers connection. So Liam Martin to play on the left? Yeah. I'm thinking? Okay. Yeah, and Murray on the right. Yeah, and then, of course, you've got Stephen Crichton playing left centre, so that really lines up mm-hmm. with, like, Cleary, Luai, with Yeo in the middle, Martin. Oh, on the ed- left edge as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Miles, can can you see that or do you think they'll go a different direction? Uh, I can see that. Um, I can see Crichton and Murray. Um, now, obviously, there is slight asterisks over Murray given his, um, his first game back from injury this week. Um, so what I've written down is actually Crichton and CSC for Talakai. Interesting. So, uh, this is what I thought. I thought Talakai... I think Talakai will be in the squad somewhere. I really, really do. Um, so do I. And despite the fact that he's been doing quite well at centre, you think moving to the back row ahead of other options? You know, I think this. Um, but yes, I would certainly be picking him in for a, a back row spot. Um, someone uh, mentioned to me the other day, in fact, mentioned to us all the other day, that Talakai could potentially be in the running for... Uh, you know, a quote-unquote bench utility spot, depending on which direction um, Fitler wants to go with that. But uh, for the utility, I've written down someone different. Okay, interesting. Chris, who do you think Fitler will go with for the edge back roles? All right, so I think if Murray is fit, obviously one will be Cameron Murray. I think they'll go Murray and Sims. Mm -hmm. If Murray is out, I think they'll go Sims and Crichton. Okay, so keeping the same back rowers as last year, injury permitting. Um, Fitler does seem like a kind of loyal kind of guy, doesn't he, Chris? Yeah, I just think they'll... Um, yeah, there's the, obviously the loyalty there. I think they'll just want... Especially if you've got debut, uh, people on debut, uh, on debut in the centres, I think they'll want to have um, more seasoned origin players as a defensive anchor on their edge. So I think they'll stick with the... Um, you know, their experienced back rows despite them not being the best of form. And then I think um, you may get, like, people mentioned or, like, a Kolomitangi or Olakowatu off the bench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty dangerous to me as a Queensland fan. Uh, Kieran, who do you think is going to be picked in those spots? 
Uh, I think it'll be Cameron Murray, as everyone said. Uh, I think he will play. I think he'll he'll um, well, hopefully, fingers crossed for him. He'll get through the game this weekend, and then I think yeah, it'll be Tarek Sims um, playing on the left. Uh, I have a little concern over him just because he's got known for a, a brain explosion. So if it's not him, I'm not too familiar with who the other left hand side second rowers are. But I'd probably pick Kalamatangi. I think he's right, but um, the form of his, his team never dictates his own form, which I think is the most impressive thing about him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I think they'll go with Sims and Murray as well. And let's talk about the New South Wales utility because that position has been dominated by Jack Whiten in recent times. Uh, Appy uh, Koroyasau played it last year in game three, which they lost. Uh, Nico Hines is in fantastic form, probably would have been Pappenhausen if not for injury. And then Talakai being an option. Miles, who do you think is going to be the utility if you've got Talakai in the back row? I have Jack Bird down as the utility. Um, and so I know that'll make Friendy happy. Um, I think he's probably the most versatile utility, maybe in the game at the moment. Um, he's, we've seen him play pretty much every position, uh, barring prop. Um, and he's started in most of them too. So, I think as far as uh, utilities go, he's idea, and he's played for the Blues as well. I know it's a long time ago now, but he's still got that set of origin experience. Also, a premiership winner with the Sharks in 2016, uh, Jack Bird, very fine player. Although calling him the most versatile is just blatant uh, Jake Granville erasure, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> Friendy, uh, do you like that call? Yeah, I love Jack Bird, but uh, as you know, I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. I'd pick Josh Schuster there myself. Um, I think you're only going to need about 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20 max out of that utility player. And yeah, he's someone that can play pretty much anywhere, but his, uh, his silky skills are yeah pretty hard to ignore. Nico Hines, his form is outstanding. Uh, I think he's second in the Dally M. But who I think Freddie will pick is Jack Whiten. Uh, he loves Jack. He's a big body, as they always mention, and I think Jack will get the nod. And Chris, you are a Jack Whiten fan, as you said. You've also said that you think he'll get the job a couple of weeks ago. Are you going to stand by that? Yeah, I think they'll stick with Jack Whiten. Um, I think he, what gives him the edge over Hines is he's just, like Friendy said, bigger body. He could easily play on a you know an edge-running role. I love the shout of Jack Bird myself, but uh, I'm not sure if it'll happen, but um, yeah, I think it'll be white and just good, you know, play center half, chuck him in dummy half, could play an edge back rower. I think it'll be Jack Whiten as well. I don't think they'll put him in the centers, so I think they'll go with Jack White and that utility. Kieran, do you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Jack Whiten's played every Origin game for the last few seasons. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I think they'll stick with him. I was thinking Hines, but um, the Raiders' resurgence of late has leaned me towards Whiten. Okay, cool. Uh, speaking of resurgences, Queensland teams, particularly the Cowboys and Broncos, have had that, which makes a couple of these positions kind of interesting, including the wingers, I think. We, I think we're pretty certain that the centres will be Dan Gagai on the right and Valentine Holmes on the left. So they probably won't play on the wing, which means that they need a couple of fresh wingers. Now, Kieran, who would you be going with, or who do you think, rather, Billy Slater will go with on the wings for Queensland? Um, I think he'll go Cobbo and Coates, to be honest. Uh, although I wouldn't be surprised if Oates gets him there. He has been in impressive form. Um, he actually has uh, had really good ball handling of late, which was probably his biggest weakness. Um, so I, I wouldn't hate it if he was there, although I said the other week that I, I would. 
But yeah, I think it'll be Cobo and Coates. I think Coates has probably been a little starstruck. He had a good debut in Origin, but he hasn't quite been as good after that um, since he's played. I don't know if that's nerves or... Yeah, it kind of seems to me as if it's nerves and being a, a little overawed by the occasion, but I think this is probably... Uh, the season that he starts to to kind of get used to it. Um, I think you just stick with him, and he's obviously a class player. And then Cobo, I actually agree with Friendy. I think he has his work rate has picked up the last couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, he's obviously a, a star of the the future. I think you blood him now. The thing that impressed me most about Xavier Coates very recently against the Cowboys uh, was they were losing by thirty points. Murray Talalangi is running away to score a try to make it a thirty four point advantage, and is a un- is a brilliant brilliant hold up to prevent a try that was basically inconsequential that's the state of origin play and it's something that you probably wouldn't have associated with Xavier Coates' game so I too think they will go with Xavier and Selwyn Friendy do you agree Yep, exact same for all the reasons you've mentioned. And big, strong, athletic thing, um, Xavier Coates. I don't know why some of the commentators can't say Xavier. They say Xavier. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's, he's not the leader of the X-Men. Um, but yeah, he, he's, a, he's a gun. And Selwyn Cobbo is just Greg Inglis reincarnated, isn't he? he he's unbelievable. Not that Greg's dead, but yeah, Selwyn's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> this breaking news here on Above the Horizontal. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> I picked Selwyn Cobbo up for $100,000 in our auction at the start of the year. And I remember, Friendy, you made an audible kind of like almost orgasm sound. Just being like, <laughs> just being like oh, yeah. Like, and I'm like, yep. Okay, cool. Friendy's on board. Miles, are you also on board? Uh, look, I, I would be, um, but I actually don't know if Billy Slater will have the balls to pick Selwyn Cobo. Interesting. So, who have you? Who do you think he'll go with? Oh, I've got um, I've got Coates and you know, it's written down. Um, I think those are the that's the only other obvious pairing if he doesn't go with Cobo. Got the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> Hammerso Hammerso would be there as well, and you you did pick him up in the auction, Miles. So you're a known fan of the hammer. <laughs> I am, but I, I don't think he hasn't been playing lately, so I don't think I'm very well selected. Yeah, fair enough. He has been coming off the bench as he returns from injury. I think he's been named on the wing this week, so could be a little audition for him, a last-minute audition. Chris, it sounds like you might have the hammer on your radar, but uh, who do you think Slater will go with? I just want to address Friendy's point before that Aaron Mullen is trying her best to pronounce names, so give her a um, I, I, everything I've read um, from Slater, I think it will be Cobbo and uh, Coates. But I think Oates will be a bit stiff to miss out. But yeah, I feel like Billy is going to be a bit brave. I reckon he'll go Cobbo. All right, cool. And the the last one I want to discuss is the Queensland Middles. Now it feels like this feels like there's some choices to be made here. Um, I, let's let's agree that Josh Papali'i will be the front rower. Uh, he'll be the number eight, so he'll be the first play front rower for the Queenslanders trying to bend that line. Now, let's pick uh, another front rower to join him and a starting lock. Don't worry about the bench middles, although you can, you can name them if you want to. But, Kieran, you're a Queenslander. I'll start with you again. Um, who do you like to partner Josh Papali'i as the other front rower and lock for the Queenslanders? Yeah, I've gone Tino at uh, front row to partner Papali'i, and I've gone Cotter to start off the game at lock. Interesting. So Cotter has been in, in, in amazing form. And as Cowboys fans, we're seeing that firsthand. Uh, 
do you do you think he's do you obviously think he's done enough to to jump all the way to lock and he might even play 80 minutes from that position that that was the biggest reason I picked him for um, the fact that he could play the 80 minutes um, I think at the start of the season for the Cowboys he wasn't but uh, yeah he, he can definitely do that he's his um, leg speed is is really really good quick play the ball he's played hooker before so if um I mean we're probably gonna have hunt on the bench but I mean, yeah, just his versatility. He could play front row um, as well. So, yeah, his versatility and the fact that he can play 80, uh, I think you've got to pick him. I, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be at lock. You could have Car- I would have Carrigan if it's not Cotter, to be honest, but I, I would really like to see Cotter given a shot there. And maybe Carrigan off the bench then, if, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Carrigan's got to be in the side. All right. Friendy, what do you think? Exact same as Kieran, and I'll have Carrigan on the bench as well. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, Chris? I think Carrigan will start at lock, Tina the prop. I think Cotter and Butcher will be off the bench. Cotter and who, sorry? Butcher? I'm getting mixed up. Lindsay Collins, not that. Ah, uh, Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry. sorry. Yep. Um, so, Cotter and Collins on the bench. Yep. Okay. All right, cool. Um, yeah, Lindsay Collins, kind of the, the forgotten guy. He was uh, a key part of that 2020 series victory, but injured for 2021. Miles... Who do you think? Well, I had Papali and Fodawaka written down. Uh, apparently, that said, Fodawaka hasn't heard from Slater. Um, mm-hmm. I, I read the other day, so that's a little awkward. Um, uh, uh, obviously, I've got Tino as well um, at lock. But, yeah, outside of that, I think that Lindsay Collins, if he's healthy enough, I think he – I don't want to say a walk straight back into the team, but I think he would be – he was shaping as one of those guys who was going to be one of those pack mainstays for Queensland. Jai Arrow will be in there somewhere. Yeah, yep. agreed. And that's that's what I thought was interesting about everyone picking either Cotter or Carrigan, and they, they've obviously jumped the queue a fair bit because Jai Arrow has done the job for Queensland for a while, apart from breaking team rules in at the end of the last series. So yeah, he'll he'll be there or thereabouts. Totally agree with that. He also adds a little bit of uh, utility value in the sense that he can play on an edge as well, uh, which he has been doing for the Rabbitohs uh, consistently. Um, so. The good thing, and the reason I wanted to pick those five particular positions that we've spoken about is it's actually quite nice to see a little bit of depth in those positions for Queensland. That's quite unusual. And it's just showing off that New South Wales always has depth in every position. And now it's time for... Phen- Gee, I hate this word. Phenom- phenomenal. 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 Phenomenal trivia. It's time for Phenomenal Trivia. Miles Stedman, you're hosting tonight. It's all yours. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bo. First of all, actually, let's test buses. Uh, Kieran? Um, I could probably go with an ambulance going across Old Cleveland Road. Is that frequent? But Kieran? <laughs> with your name. <laughs> Fantastic. Chris? Chris. Friendy? Friendy. Bo? Bo. Excellent. They all work. Name the two origin or at least former origin players that Dolph- the Dolphins have signed. Chris. Kieran? I think I heard Chris first there. They have signed? Yes. And I mean Instagram official signed. Instagram official signings. So Robert Jennings? <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of all the fucking shit players they have signed. I had it in my head. And now I've just got Robert Jennings and goddamn, I'm going to pass. It's gone. Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, Kieran, I think you were next off the, the rank there. Mm-hmm. The question was passed or they're, oh, I guess they're technically passed. Well, yeah, I mean, there's been no teams selected this year. Um, I actually can't remember if this 
if one of these guys played last year, that's pretty bad of me. But they uh, both okay. played Serve Origin, that's for sure. Um, so Felice Cafusi is one. And shit. Um, no, no, I just shit. said my name because I, I just said my name because yeah, I, I thought it's a good I'd tactic. Take it. It's a good tactic. I thought it'd be obvious. Felice Cafusi and I'll answer in the next five seconds. Um, <laughs> or one answer. Nah, I've, I'm forgot, <laughs> I've forgotten. Four. Pass. Oh, okay. Uh, I th- was. Did Friendy jump in there next? No, I didn't, mate. Okay, so we're not going to have anyone else buzz in. Uh, I, I, I'm completely blanking. I've got no idea. Really? Yeah, I'm going to take it off you guys. Uh, the, the other word name we were looking for there was Edric Lee. Oh shit! Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I played one game for Queensland, but he still played. Queensland legend. Scored a try. Yeah, scored a try. Scored a try. Exactly. Ended the side. Scored a square outside. So yeah, there are two uh, Origin players in the the Dolphins books. Uh, his career, that? his career really went up after that game. By the way, <laughs> 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 he ever play another game in NRL? Who knows? Um, <laughs> I wonder if um, I wonder if there are any teams out there with less. This is not a question, but any teams out there with less Origin players in the books than uh, the Dolphins? Tigers, probably. No, Tamo hey. has We've played. Joe o. Roberts, Joe yeah. o has played as two. Yeah, yeah Jimmy Robert. Roberts somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty a bit of an indictment if uh, if they did. Um, but anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Um, so it is Indigenous round, as we pointed out earlier. Which Indigenous player has played the most first grade games? Friendy. Friendy. Um, I expect you to get this right, mate. Jonathan Thurston. Incorrect. Oh shit! It's the other one. Oh, well, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna jump in, Bo. Um, yeah. Oh shit! Actually. I think he's played over 300. Cliffy, Lions. Correct. Yes. Yep. He's played that's what I was not say. nine more games than Jonathan Thurston. No. Oh, that's so close. <laughs> and he's played pretty – yeah, go on. Quick thing on Cliffy. He didn't start till he was a bit later, mid-20s. He, he, yes. did, he did retire in his 50s, though, didn't he? Like, <laughs> he was pretty old. <laughs> it was his, his rather underwhelming um, – 23 games for the Bears that mm. um, nudged him above Thurston. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, well, awesome. Thank so you. So, <laughs> right now we've got Bo 1, everyone else 0. No, Kieran got uh, half a point, didn't he? He gets, he gets 1, surely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give Kieran half a point, depending. Oh, Joey. So, no, so. not Joey. Oh. <laughs> it's me again. Ah. <laughs> not sure if the name is Kieran's dog, but. Um, Dang. It's called Ambulance. <laughs> Chad <laughs> um, Okay, so I've got a who am I here uh, Who am I? My hometown is Peakhurst, New South Wales Which is famously in the Shire um, Didn't play for the Sharks though um, But I am a renowned JRLFC junior I'm not sure where that is But that was my junior club Made my first grade debut in 2000 Played my last game in 2011, and in between, I also played three seasons of rugby in Paris. Played just 175 first grade games. Kieran, Kieran go ahead. I think the 2011 is going to get my guess wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mark Gasnier. Correct. It is. Oh, well done. Shit. Well done. Well done. Very well, well done indeed. Yes. Phenomenal. Played just 125 first grade games. Might add there, um, and uh, yeah, a few a few players made as big an impact as that in in that fewer games. So I was quite surprised to learn you played that few games. Yeah, 
Yeah, and look, I fought for that half a mark for you, Kieran, so you don't even need the tiebreaker. <laughs> you're, you're the winner of Phenomenal Trivia. Congratulations. <laughs> well done, Kieran. Thanks for, those, thanks for those questions, Miles. They were they were brilliant and really got the uh, the juices flowing trying to think of fucking Edric Lee. My goodness. <laughs> I thought that might trip you guys up and did. Yeah. Well done. Well done. All right. Let's the union, the union part of uh, Gaznia, I knew that straight away. Well, I thought straight away, but the 2011 threw me off. Yeah. I thought there'd probably also be someone out there thinking, did you and Aitken play State of Origin? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, there's no way that um, State of Origin. <laughs> was I in coma for you? <laughs> Tim Gilbert? Scott. <laughs> yeah, he's like a fake boat, Scott. All right, guys, let's roll forward to the next round of football. We've got the uh, Storm and Sea Eagles on Thursday night at 7.50 from Amy Park, which is on Wurundjeri land for uh, Indigenous rounds. Jerome Hughes is named to return for the Storm again, while the Sea Eagles will be without their greatest player, Martin Tapao. Tom Trevojevic is also out for the season. Chris, who will win and why? Well, I reckon Manly have their best chance yet without Big Marty playing, but uh, <laughs> surely Storm... Surely Storm can't lose three in a row, right? Surely not. Storm. Yeah, I like Melbourne here. Um, I think they'll get the Chockeys and Turbo out for Manly. Sort of, yeah, a bit of trouble for them at the moment. Yeah, this is going to be the um, the big test for the Seagulls to see just how far they fall against, obviously, one of the genuine contenders without Trebovic. Uh I'm going to go, unfortunately, the Storm by a fair score here, 12 plus, I'd say. Yeah, the Storm won't lose three in a row, I don't think. Totally agree. I'm in the storm as well. Now we have the Panthers and Cowboys on Friday evening from Bluebet Stadium, which is on Darug land. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The Panthers keep the same team yet again, while the Cowboys will be without Kyle Felt and Jason Tamalolo for this match. Miles, who will win and why? Look, I think, again, another big test for a team that wants to really prove itself being the Cowboys. Um, They'll, uh, it'll, it'll really be, uh, I think they'll be hyping it up at practice this week as sort of a, a finals-like atmosphere because they'll probably be expecting to play uh, a team like the Panthers, if not the Panthers, um, during the finals, uh, away from home most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be great. I, I'm really interested to see how the Cowboys perform here, but I think I am going to go for the Panthers, and I think, again, probably 12-plus. Nothing against the Cowboys. I just don't quite know if they'll be up for it yet and hell i think penalty will want to prove themselves here too against a um an upstart cowboys team um yeah i think player for player uh if you're going through each side you could honestly say the cowboys are the better team on form um but i think the class of the panthers and i think cleary if the the game plan isn't going quite right apologies for that uh quite right for the um the panthers cleary will know how to adjust i don't think townsend quite has that uh as much, at least, uh, in his arsenal. So I think the Panthers will win. Uh, yeah, despite the lack for like matchup between Chad Townsend and Nathan Cleary, I think Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Penrith will beat the Cowboys. That's probably the hardest game you can play. Penrith, uh, Penrith Friday night gets a bit rowdy out there. Uh, I think Penrith will win pretty easily. Oh, I was going to say uh, Yeo and Hess. <laughs> 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 that, that one's even better. Friendy? Yeah, I think uh, the Cowboys will start look to start hot here, but the, the big black smog of Penrith that just comes in and strangles teams will be too good, and I actually think Penrith might run away with it a little bit at the end. 
Yeah, this is the first time I'm not tipping the Cowboys this this year, actually. I'm going to tip the Panthers for this one. The next game is the Broncos and Titans at 7.55 from Suncorp Stadium, which is on Yagara and Turbul land. Not a lot of changes. Uh, no Adam Reynolds again for the Broncos. And David Fafita lurks on the reserves list for the Titans. Friendy, who will win and why? I like Brisbane, even without Adam Reynolds. Uh, I think they're flying and their forwards are all effort, all energy, and their scramble defense is just out of this world. Um, I think the Titans are too ill-disciplined. They don't defend tough. Yeah, Brisbane for me. I'm going the uh, Friday night blind side. I'm going to go Titans to win. <laughs> just, just, just a funny feeling? Yeah, I've, yeah, I don't know. i just got a feeling, I think. I'm probably going to sound like an idiot for this, but I think it was a bit of a fluke for Brisbane without Reynolds. I just think Titans, are, they're going to snag one eventually. Yeah, the, the Titans are tough. Uh, I'll give them that. Um, they show a lot of character, but I, th- I am going to go for the Broncos. I think they certainly won't want to let this one slip if they if they are the kind of club they think they are. Yeah, I actually think the Titans have been better the last two weeks. The one-point win against the Dragons, and then they came back against the Sharks, and both games were in the wet, so I don't think they've had the chance to to really gel and throw the ball around too much, but I think they will on Friday night. I've got a a similar feeling to to Chris. I don't. I'm going to go for the Broncos. Uh, On Saturday afternoon from Morton Daly Stadium, we have the Warriors and Knights that we're doing battle on Yagra, Jinnibara, and Kabi Kabi land. For the Warriors, they have no Adam Fanua Blake, and that could be, he could be out for a little while. Bradman Best is also out for the Knights. That was a really graphic injury for him. Jake Clifford's back though. Uh, Hopefully that's good news for him and his, uh, his mental health. He'll be partnering, partnering, Anthony Milford. Kieran, who's going to win and why? Um, these are two two fairly even match teams, both sitting low on the ladder with their seasons hanging by a thread. Uh, I think the scoreline flagged Brisbane a little last week, although the way the, the Knights capitulated after the, the Cobo try was poor. So actually both of those things kind of lean towards me saying that the, the Brisbane weren't all that good last week just by a, a, a high score line. Um, and whilst I think Johnson is playing okay, he's not doing enough to ice uh, close games for the Warriors. I actually spoke about on the pod a couple of weeks ago how I, I thought he was playing quite well, but he just quite isn't executing where you really need to um, in the position he's in uh, as both as a halfback and leader of the Warriors. Um, and I think Ponga is coming into some good form, so I'm tipping the Knights off the back of him. Yeah, I'll be tipping Newcastle, only just though. I could see this being pretty high scoring and yeah, pretty ill-disciplined, to be honest. I'm not looking forward to watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Newcastle. Good to see Clifford back. Uh, echo friendly sentiments. I don't think it's going to be you know, the Magnolic Masterclass. Um, I think the Knights have enough. Yeah, it'll be no Tigers and Bulldogs, that's for sure. Um, Miles, who would like... <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not sure if anyone's noticed, but the Warriors have actually been decent um, at, quote-unquote, at home this season uh, up in Redcliffe. So I'm going to go for the Warriors. Yeah, they have. They have. They've, they've won some tight games. They've beaten some decent teams too. They beat the Cowboys uh, there as well, I think. Uh, I'm going for the Knights. I'm expecting a Kalen Ponga audition for Origin. I, I'm pretty sure his spot is safe, but I think he'll want to make a statement. So Knights for me. The next game is the Rabbitohs and the Tigers from 5.30 p.m. at Acor Stadium on Wangal land. Cameron Murray is a chance of returning for the Rabbitohs. He's in the reserves list, while Dane Laurie and Luke Brooks return for the Tigers. So a couple of important ins there. Chris, who will win and why? Yeah, it's good to see 
uh, Dan Lowry and Brooks back. Something else is Nofaluma's on an extended bench, so hopefully he takes uh, Kapoa's spot. <laughs> I am going to go the West Tigers. Ooh, hot pick? Yep, mostly. Um, I do have an inkling. I just think Brooks back up 5-8, which is an amazing thing for me to say, is going to help. Uh, also, Dan Laurie at the back. I think Stafford, Toa in the centres, he's uh, proved to me he's pretty good defensively, has a bit of spark there. Mm-hmm. Rabideau's has just been disappointing. Uh, Cameron Murray, but if he plays, um, might be an inspiration they need to get over, but I think it's going to be a close one. But I'll, if, if I think it's a close one, I'll go to Tigers. The Rabbitohs are one of the teams the Tigers beat earlier this year, weren't they? Yeah, the uh, field goal by Luke yes. Brooks, which kind of gets me concerned about a <laughs> bit of a vengeance game. But uh, I just I think Dan Laurie being uh, back at the back with and something else is Tigers are actually three and three with Jackson Hastings at halfback, despite the you know the overall record not being the greatest. He's a gun. I yep. just um yeah, uh, his his the way he's changed the West Tigers attack has just been. Yep, you know, gone. Phenomenal. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the Tigers. I, I'm, I'm scared to live in hope, but I do. Friendy, I'm with you. He is a gun. Who do you like for this one? Yeah, he's an absolute weapon. I, um, I'll be tipping South purely on the fact that you just can't be that bad a couple of weeks in a row, can you? Oh, they probably already have. I don't know. South. Yeah, I would love to see the Tigers do the double over the Rabbitohs this season. Um, and I might have even gone that way if not for that pretty crappy 10 minutes the Tigers played against the Bulldogs last week. But I am going to have to tip the Rabbitohs. And I think Cody Walker's a bit fired up about this game too, which I'll um, I'll hark back to in my bowl. I am tipping upsets this week. I'm going to, yeah, I'll go the Tigers. Yeah, fuck it. I'm with you. Let's go the Tigers. <laughs> um, all right. The next game on Saturday night is from Point Spent Stadium. It's the Sharks and Roosters. That's on Darawal land. Will Kennedy bumps Lachlan Miller out of the squad after a sparkling debut, which prompts, which yes, which prompts the question: What does Braden Trindle have photos of? Uh, and the Roosters have Satili Tupanua returning for them. Miles, who will win and why? Look, I um, I, I know I just said about the Tigers that you know that ordinary ten or so minutes of football they played. You know, it leaves a lot to be um, a, a lot to, to be doubted. Um, and the Sharks played arguably an ordinary half of football against the Titans. Um, you can probably tell here that I really want to tip the Sharks. Um, they're very dangerous at home. I think they've probably got one of, if not the best, uh, home ground advantage in the NRL. Um, Will Kennedy is back, which I actually think is a bit of a minus i've been one of uh, i've been a bit of a will kennedy truth of the past few seasons everyone's sort of arrow up on him i arrow down i think i will tip the shark i think i think i'll tip the sharks by two points um you know in probably the game of the week i'd say yeah i think it could be a blockbuster friendy who do you like yeah really looking forward to watching this game i, I like the style the sharks play a lot uh, and I think their attack will will outdo the the Roosters' defence, which is nothing like it used to be. So yeah, sharks for me, Chris. Yeah, I agree, I agree with Miles. I think it's it's game of the round. Um, Scamo is probably going to be crying to his beer on the hill, but after that, I think <laughs> Sharks will get a win. I think Kennedy at the back will really help them. Uh, I think Sharks will win in a close one. 
Yeah, I've got Sharks as well. I think their key playmakers are their, the execution of their key playmakers is a, a lot better than the Roosters at this point in the season. And I think Blake Blake Braley's flying under the radar a little as well. I um I I think I saw a, a Batuta Advocate article where they where they said uh, relief for Scott Morrison as he won't have to pretend to like the Sharkies anymore. So you you might not see him <laughs> sink in a beer on the hill. Uh, he'll, it, he'll probably be with Miles at his rugby game. <laughs> <laughs> Back where he belongs, those private school boys. Uh, I will go against the grain here. I think the Roosters. Uh, I just... I mean, the Panthers are an anomaly. Um, The Roosters were in that game for half an hour, (laughs) which is pretty good against the Panthers. Uh, And I just... I think Kiri, Walker, Tedesco, I think they're clicking. So, I'm going to go for the Roosters. Real quickly, is this the first uh, Fitzgibbon versus Robinson? Because I reckon we will see that for a long time. Is it? I'm, I'm not I'm, too sure. I'm not sure either, but I think you're right about the fact that there's going to be around for a very, very long time. Mm. Uh, speaking of places that have been around for a long time, Belmore Oval, we're back there. The Bulldogs and the Dragons on Sunday afternoon. That is Dar- Darug, Eora, and Baidigal land. Josh Adokar on Indigenous Round bumps Jaden Ockenbore out of the Bulldogs' side, while Andrew McCulloch will return via the bench for the Dragons in good news for Cody Ramsey, who keeps his spot after a pretty good game last week at fullback. Friendy, who will win and why? Yeah, as much as the Doggies would love going back to Belmore, I don't think the crowd are going to get much to cheer about here. Uh, I don't think anyone watching this game who goes for either side will have much to cheer about. It'll be very dour and probably pretty poor, but I'll be tipping the Dragons. Yeah, I think Jaden Ockenbaugh not being anywhere near a first grade side or, or a school is good news. Um, I think I'm going to go the Dragons. I, think, I don't think the Bulldogs. I think they might fire up a bit um, being back at Belmore, but I think the Dragons should have enough um, skill to get it done. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, look, I... Um uh, I'd love to say the Bulldogs uh, at Belmore against the Drag. Gosh, it'd be just about high treason in um, uh, in the southwest to, for the Bulldogs to lose to the Dragons at Belmore, of all places. I wonder when the last time those two played at that venue was. By the way, they mm-hmm. very rarely play there anymore. So, but I've I've got to say the Dragons. They just look they they certainly don't look good, but they they look just a little little bit more polished, certainly more polished than the Bulldogs are, and probably polished enough to win this one on the road. Uh, if we hear that Gus has coached the Bulldogs through the week, I might change my tip. I've got the Dragons. <laughs> That's the one big determining factor to all these Bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to our friend uh, Lawrence Leggy who has complimented Chris uh, for his commentary and it's stuff like that that gets him across the line I think <laughs> the last the last game is the Raiders and the Eels on Sunday afternoon from GIO Stadium which is on Ngunnawal land Jared Croker was named but is a late withdrawal after dislocating his shoulder on Tuesday Chans Nickel Kluckstar is also injured, while Jamal Fogarty will make his club debut for the Raiders. Wanga Blake returns for the Eels, while Mike Sivo is among the reserves after playing New South Wales Cup last week. Kieran, who will win and why? Yeah, just on Sivo, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come in for Simonson. And then for the Raiders, with Jamal Fogarty back in any side, you've got to tip them, right? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I do love the new lease of life the, the Raiders are playing with. It's reminiscent of the football they played in, in 2016 and, and 2019. Free-flowing, plenty of offloads. 
plenty of support play and and whilst they're not they're not making too many costly errors at the same time which has really been a huge part of their downfall the last few seasons or a couple of seasons um the eels have more game breakers and the more talented roster but you see the way the raiders are competing hard for each other uh a quote that todd payton likes to use quite often and i think the momentum the raiders have now uh, gained could be a a decisive factor against the neil side and patchy form i'm going the raiders Ooh, I like that. A bit risky. Yeah, it's it'll be a close one, I think. But I'll, I'll be tipping Parramatta. I sort of I like the battle of the two packs here. I think there's plenty of aggression as our as our mate Blake Morgan likes. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be tipping the Eels. <laughs> Shout outs all around here, uh, Chris. Who do you like? Yeah, um, despite the returning of Christ in Jamal Fogarty, like Foxley, commentary would have you believe. Uh, I think Parramatta they're more skillful in the halves. Um, I think it will be a good game, but I think Parramatta will probably run away with it really late. I feel sorry for Brad Schneider. I think he's been going real good, but Fogarty's straight in. He is the great. Uh, Miles, who do you like? Yeah, i got to say the Eels here. I think they'll be too classy for the up and down Raiders. I also like the Eels class, so I'll go with them. Let's talk about bold predictions. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, my bold prediction is has an origin theme. Uh, speaking of the Raiders somewhat, uh, as, I, as I mentioned before, it's my understanding that the States will both name a squad of about 22 or so, a bit of an extended squad, uh, and then be- release people that are outside the top 19 back to play club football. With that in mind, I'm, my bold prediction is that Hudson Young will make the wider squad for New South Wales and be a proper bolter. I just think he's got that sort of style of play that Fitler might like, might want to get a taste of origin. So if there's like a 22, 23-man squad, I think Hudson Young will be in it. That is my bold. Kieran, what is yours? I'm tipping three upsets this weekend. Titans to beat the Broncos, Sharks to beat the Roosters, and Tigers to beat the Bunnies. Nice. Friendy, what's your bold? My bold this week being Indigenous round, I'm going to go eight Indigenous players will score across the weekend. Nice. Yeah, I rate that. Miles? Well, uh, <laughs> Friendy will be very happy with my bold then. Um, <laughs> because Cody Walker, who uh, got quite fired up during the week when he was asked about how the Raptors have been playing lately, uh, I think that he'll he'll probably have taken it personally how people view Reynolds' exit from the club and how they've sort of taken a bit, a bit of a dip. And I think he'll want to step up and prove that he's the leader that he's been paid like. I think he'll score a double in a Rabbitohs win. All right. That helps both you and Friendy, like you mentioned. Uh, and would be nice to see Cody Walker back in some form. Chris, what's your bold prediction? I'm going to go straight forward. I think Penrith by 16 or more. Ooh. 16 or more against the Cowboys. At home for Penrith, uh, they they are recent losers there to the Eels. So, uh, you know, yeah, uh, fair enough. I, I can see that happening. Guys, thank you so much for your time uh, this Wednesday evening. I've got a little bit over time, so I know you want to rush off and get some dinner. But I just wanted to give a big shout out to all the Indigenous players and officials and coaches and mums and dads and everybody that makes our game the greatest of all. Shout out to them. Above the Horizontal is brought to you by the Pioneer Australia. Find them on Facebook or at www.pioneeraustralia.wordpress.com. The panellists are Miles Stedman, Kieran Gibson and Daniel Friend. And it's hosted and produced by me, Bo Nicholson.